Assalamu alaikum everyone. I hope you guys are doing great. I hope they're in a good state of heart and iman. So just preface a few things before I get started. It hasn't rained where I'm at in ages. So today it's raining and it's raining hardcore and it's thundering like it's, it's going crazy and I'm sitting right next to the window. Is that a smart decision? Probably not. But the vibes are immaculate and it's just a vibe. Okay, so I just had to. So anyway, if you hear a little bit of noise, maybe that's why, but I don't think it'll come in, inshallah. But anyway, recently, my mental health has been a roller coaster. And typically, for the past, really for the week and a half, maybe two weeks, it's just been weird. Like, I just feel like I don't have control over the way that I feel. And it's true. I mean, like, in Islam, you really don't. Like, it all comes down to you try your best to leave the rest up to Allah, right? That type of situation. A lot of my thoughts have been about gray areas. There's no yes, there's no no, but what do I do? Confusion about a few things, waiting for signs from Allah. Like, you know when you're just in that weird situation where you don't know what you should do? That's what I'm kind of in. So this topic came to my mind because I have actually heard lots of girls talk about this. Not just in my Discord, but on TikTok instagram everywhere really and it's a hot topic let's not act like it isn't and i feel like this is something that a lot of people will benefit from so inshallah if allah wills this will get you to the right place one thing i do want to say for a fact is that if you're new here may allah keep you happy i hope that you enjoy what i put out if you've been listening to my work for a minute now i'm going to be honest with all of you guys i am not a scholar i'm not someone amazing just your normal person. I try my best to be a student of knowledge. I try my best in every single thing that I do, but I'm definitely not perfect. I may have opinions that may sound or come off harsh, but whatever I do, I try my best to make it based off of what Allah would want us to do in certain situations. If any of my statements have ever hurt you, or if any of my situations have ever not benefited you or you disagree with something i say please forgive me i'm trying my best just wanted to preface that because i have received dms on this type of topic just wanted to mention that anyway so today's episode is about why single people don't live so this is a topic i wanted to talk about for a very long time as to why single people don't live now i'm a strong believer that if your cup is empty you can't pour and give someone else anything else. So first, you have to fill up your own cup. You have to take care of yourself, and then you can put it out. However, I'm going to be honest with you guys. One thing that we always hear when someone is single is, oh, you need to find yourself first. You need to do self-care. You need to figure out your likes and dislikes. You need to know, you know, you're too young or this. Like, you always hear something about finding yourself. And I 100% agree. And I'm going to touch base on that as well. But that's not the only thing I'm going to talk about in here. So I really hate to say this, but single people, they don't live. Single people automatically always have this mindset of, oh, look at this person, they're in this marriage. Look at this person, they're in this relationship. Open up TikTok. The first thing you see someone getting married, it's all, it's all over your page. It's all over your mind. It's all over your life. And all you hear from people is, oh, when are you going to get married? Are you getting married? I, I got married. This is who I found. Do you want me to find someone? Like, it's just always marriage, 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 marriage. It's always that. And it's like, it's like a bubble and like you can't come out of it. So really, there's three situations when it comes to this. One, we have someone that is unable to not even find Mr. Perfect. I'm talking Mr. Compatible. Can't even find that. Can't find anyone even compatible to what you want. Two, 
You got someone that's fallen under societal pressure. You turn 20, 24, whatever. Everyone runs to you. Oh, it's time for you to get married. You need to get married. Why aren't you married? All of this. I know someone. Someone here that knows this person. Get married. Right? So they're trying to shove you in a hole. And... Number three, we have teens that live their life thinking, oh, the second I'm turning 21, I'm telling my parents I want to get married because then I'm going to be happy. So they live their teen years longing to be happy once they get married. Now, let me tell you how we can navigate these three situations and what we can do about them because there is some faults in a lot of these. I really hate to say this, but back in the day, they used to bury female babies alive. No reason. She was a female. Let's bury her. And I think we can all reunite on the fact that that's absolutely disgusting. But what's funny, unconsciously, today in society, we do the exact same thing. By oppressing our women, putting them in situations that they don't want to be in, that makes them feel buried and suffocated, makes them feel alive outside, dead inside. What? What's the difference? One of them you're killing physically for good, and one of them is living her whole entire life until she dies. What's What's the difference? Tell me. Because evidently, if you, I hate to say this, evidently, we're not doing good on our job. We're not. So when it comes to this discussion of marriage, relationship, and singleness, I want to start off by saying this. You need to listen to what a woman says. If she says no, she's, she means no. That's it. If she says she's not ready, then she's not ready. If she says she wants to be single, then she's going to stay single. It is not our place to push someone in a situation they don't want to be in. Because if you know that this situation is going to make the woman literally dead inside, be forced to live outside, How, what, what good does that make you? So getting into really what I want to say, because you'll notice this scenario coming into play with almost every single thing here. One, let's say you are not even able to find Mr. Perfect. Forget Mr. Perfect. You can't even find Mr. Compatible. There's no such thing as perfect. Let's be honest. You're never going to find someone that's perfect, perfect. You're never going to find someone that aligns with 100% what you like, because then what's the point of marriage? The whole thing is about marriage is that you're going to work through your differences. You're going to have to compromise. You're going to have to go through all these things, right? But you can't even find Mr. Compatible. You really can't. And I get that. I get that. I know a lot of girls that are in that situation. They can't even find someone they want to decently look at for like more than 20 minutes. Shoot, how are you supposed to marry him? I get you. What we need to focus in on is if you cannot find Mr. Compatible, that doesn't mean your standards are too high. That doesn't mean that your expectations are out of the roof. That doesn't mean that you are not good enough. I saw this amazing video and there was this quote in it and I'm going to share it with you guys. It said, People have an expectation of who they think you are. And right when you start to exceed that expectation, it starts to become, who does she think she is? Who does he think he is? He's getting out of control. She must think she's all that. But that's not the case. You exceeded their expectation. And now they're feeling uncomfortable because in their narrative, they had a certain mindset of you. And now you have exceeded it. So now it's too difficult for them to continuously put you in a box of their expectation because now you're outgrowing them. Simple. And so for girls that aren't married, that aren't, that aren't finding Mr. Compatible, that doesn't mean that your standards are too high. That doesn't mean that, you know, you're asking for too much or like out of your mind. No, you're not. Every single person has a set amount of standards. And if you ever listened to my last episode, I think where I talked about, you know, I have a whole episode about love and marriage and whatnot. I talked about this. Every single person has a little bit of natural standards, some things that they want. But now what we do is the bar is up here, right? And then after maybe two, three, maybe even four years of being single... Someone comes up to you, two legs, two eyes, one nose, a mouth, two ears, possibly some good hair. You're like, oh, shoot, let's get married. What? That, 
that wasn't part of your standard before. Before you said you wanted someone like this, like this, like this. That wasn't part of your standard. Why are you compromising? If you compromise so much on your standards, there's a difference also between compromising and changing the entire game. Okay? You compromise on certain things that you know that you are like having a struggle with. But if someone's not even who you want, what, why are you wasting your time? You're going to sit here, change the whole identity? What is this? We're not running a daycare. We're not here to change and fix people. So when you don't find someone compatible, you don't find someone you want, that doesn't mean that your expectations are skyrocket high and that you're a bad person. And it sucks because I hear this happen quite a lot with women where they tell them, oh, you know, you're 24, you're not married, uh, your expectations must be high. Sweetie, what are you looking for? I know a guy and he makes good money. Maybe it's not about the money. Maybe it's about the inside. Maybe it's about the things that you have to offer. There's a lot of people that are millionaires. They don't even have, I'm sorry, I hate to say this, but no two cents of moral compass to advise, to provide. They don't have anything to offer in a marriage besides money. Vice versa. It goes both ways. But here's the thing. Let's be honest. I hate to say this, and this is going to sound like such a pick-me, but I think we can all correlate on the idea that you'd rather be with someone that understands you that isn't rich than be with someone that is rich that doesn't understand you. Let's be 100% honest. I hate to sound like a pick me, but we would all go with choice one. We would rather be with someone that understands us. Because if you're with someone that understands you, no matter what happens, you guys can find a way. You guys can work your way to the top. You guys can make it figure it out. Become financially stable. You guys can make it work. But on choice B, if you have someone that's already rich and they don't care to change, they don't care to understand you, you're not going to get anywhere. Nothing's going to move. You're going to be stuck in the same place buying each other superficial materialistic gifts. Nothing's going to change. So... If you want me to be honest with you, I'd rather choose choice A. And I think a lot of us would as well. And this leads me to the whole factor of societal pressure. You know, I don't know about you guys, but like I mentioned this quite a few times. My family's from Pakistan. And I don't know about you guys, but like I said, we got those Rishta aunties. You guys know what I'm talking about? Those people that do matchmaking? Yes. And, oh God. God, I hate that culture. Like, I be seeing it on TVs and whatnot. Sucks. Horrible. Like, don't get me wrong. You can find some really good people out of that. But you know those those certain matchmakers that are like, oh, I know this guy. He's like this, this, this. Completely not your type, but he makes good money. And they force you and they insist and they tell you, oh, your standards are too high. I can't find someone like that. It's not your job to find them anyway. It's Allah's job. Allah will bring you to that person when time is right. Now, I'm not saying that you're not going to a matchmaker spreading the word that you want to get married is wrong. No, you should do it. You should go. You should go out there. Put yourself out there in a halal way. Let people know that, hey, I want to get married. You know, let your sheikh or whatever know. Let them know today there's someone out there. So if they meet someone that might be compatible to your needs, they can inform you. So you got to put yourself out there. you got to make it evident that you want to get married. Tell your parents, whatnot. But no one is saying to stoop your standards low just because you want to get married. Moreover... If you do do matchmaking and you're listening to this, it is not your job to sit here and tell someone your standards are crazy high. You're out of your mind. You're not going to find someone like that. You're going to stay single for the rest of your life. This is not your place to judge. And I hate to say this, but Allah has written the names before me and you can even decide. So me and you can sit here and plan out A, B, C and, you know, be like, this is how I'm going to go about this. This is the person I want. But if Allah hasn't written that person for you, that person's not going to come to you. And this is a harsh statement. It's not easy to hear. But there should be comfort in realizing that if something was good for you, it wouldn't miss you. And let me tell you another thing. It doesn't matter how many people are chasing after that one guy or how many guys are chasing after that one girl. How many rich does they get? How many people want to marry them? It doesn't matter. When someone's written in your qadr, no one can make you miss it. No one.
except Allah. Nothing can make you miss it except Allah. So be reassured. Take a breath. I know a lot of you girls are in a iffy situation of I don't know. Maybe so. Maybe he'll come. Maybe he'll bring his parents. Take a breath. Your job is to praise the Hara. Tell your parents. Do whatever you can in the most halal way. And let it go. If, if they're going to pursue, they're going to go on, Allah, Allah will make it happen. Allah will deal with it. Then the sad part is, and I hate to say this, we're going to talk about circumstances real quick. If you follow me on Instagram, you know I talked about this. I've had multiple DMs where girls tell me, my circumstance is like this, his family's like this, our parents don't get along, we don't have enough money, I have to wait, I don't have to, like, it's all these different circumstances. They're like, oh, I don't think I'll ever be ready for marriage. Hey, hate to say this, but no one's ever going to be pretty. You're just going to be a little bit stable in your life. You're going to get a little bit of stuff going on. And at one point or another, we're all going to have to dive in. You have to. That's how the biggest decisions in your life work. You're never going to be 100% ready. You might feel secure, but you're not going to be ready, ready. You're just going to have to go for it and see how it works out. Now, I'm not saying be a person that's horrible and you know that there's certain things that you need to work on yourself and completely ignore them just so you could go be with someone. Don't do that. But... We're all going to have to kind of have to take some risk. So I'm going to give you two examples right now where circumstances weren't perfect. But if you have fear and faith, then Allah, things are going to work out. Our own Prophet Musa salam. what happened to him? Fugitive under the law, ran away, ran away, had no, no money, no clothes, nothing, nothing. And when he helped his wife to be at the moment which he didn't know was going to be his wife, you know, feed water to the animals. When she went home, she goes to her dad, she's like, dad, I want to marry him. What did her dad say? Yes, he said, bring him over. Let's meet him. And what did he see? Her dad knew. Oh, he doesn't have money. He doesn't have, he doesn't even barely has a place to stay. He's a fugitive under the law. He got no financial security. But what else did he see? He see that Musa al-Islam feared and had faith in Allah. He knew that he was honest, kind. He was compatible. He was strong. He was hardworking. He was committed. He, see, he had the moral compass. And what did her dad say? Her dad said, yes. And they got married. And you know what else happened after that? For 8 to 10 years, Musa al-Islam worked under his own wife's dad and made his income like that. I'll repeat, Musa al-Islam made his income from working from, for working for his wife's dad. And now when you hear stuff like this in today's society, people are ready to commit suicide for you. They're ready to push you off a building. They're like, oh my God, how can you do this? You're so bad, you're so this. And I don't know about you guys, but in certain cultures, if you even stay at your in-law's house for like longer than a month or even a week, even more than like three days, people start dishing out that tea like nobody's business. Like they want to get so quick to assume that, oh, you know, something went wrong. This is, this will happen. Like people, they want an excuse to talk. But here we see our own Musa al-Islam. May Allah be pleased with him. He was an amazing person. What did he lack? Nothing. Are you saying that your circumstance is harder than Musa al-Islam? Are you saying that you're better than him? You're not. None of us are. And none of us even lived a fraction of a hard life as compared to all of our prophets did. Peace be upon all of them. So, you don't believe me. You don't think your circumstance is fixable. Okay, cool. Let's look at another example. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. His marriages, literally, stories that we hear about even today. The ummah, upcoming, keep going. We're, all, we're always talking about his marriages. The women that he married, may Allah be pleased with all of them, amazing people. They changed the game. Amazing women. And we learn from them still today. And what were some of those women? I hate to say this. I really do. I hate to say this. But some of them, they were divorced. Does that make them any less than anyone? No. But for some reason, in our society, we've made it seem like, oh, she's a divorcee worth zero. That's it. Zero. She has kids. She's a divorce. She's a single mom. Zero worth. 
That's how we are. Anytime a girl even says, oh, yeah, you know, I'm divorced, but I'm looking again to get married. <sighs> Everyone leaves. They're like, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. No, she was probably the problem, you know. I don't want to marry a divorced girl. I want something brand new and fresh. What is? What are you on? You think you're better than the prophet? Peace be upon him. You're not better than him. Are you better than the sunnah? Are you, are you better than what he has told us to do? You're not. So for some reason, some of us have kept this pride that our circumstances are so bad. I hate to say this, but some of us, we make it seem like we're going through it all. Trust me, it may be bad, but it's definitely not as bad as it used to be. It's definitely not as bad as it was for our prophets, peace be upon all of them. Some of us, we see a good girl, we find out she's a divorcee. We're like, oh my God, oh God, I don't want to marry her. No, it's done, wrap it up. Why? 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 Some of the women that literally changed the game of Islam that we all learned from today were. That didn't make them any less. That didn't change the worth in the eyes of God or in the eyes of their husbands. That didn't change the worth in the eyes of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. So what standard are you living by? What high authority are you confiding by? Because it ain't Islam. That it's not Islam. We don't do that here. We don't judge women's worth based off their divorce or whether or not. Whether we don't do that. So what are you following? And I want to point that out because certain people, they have this big expectation for their circumstances and their standards. And like, oh, I'm not going to marry someone like this. I'm not going to marry someone like that. I hate to say this, but if you find someone compatible, it doesn't matter what they're going through. It doesn't matter the financial situation, the way that they are. You know, you want to make sure that you can make things work. But if you know that this is someone compatible, stop worrying about those things. Allah will pave a way. Allah will make a way. Of course, you want to make sure that you know you also are in the mental state of mind, that you can handle a little bit of rigor. You need to be hardworking, but everything will be okay. You don't need to worry so much about these situations. And I get DMs and people are like, oh, you know, my family's not going to accept him. Or he doesn't have money. How are we supposed to make a living? Is he compatible? Do you like him? Is your family okay with it? Do you think that this is something that could be fixed over the years? Do you think Allah's barakah is in this? If it is, then go for it, man. Quit making life so dang complicated. Allah will bring the risk. Stop worrying, okay? And this is, again, something that society has to do with it. So much pressure. So much of this, you know, cultural drama. That, oh, don't be like this. Don't act like this. Don't do this. You guys, you guys make marriage suffocating. You guys make love suffocating. You make it suffocating. It is suffocating because of the way that we've made our culture. Islam doesn't make it suffocating. It doesn't. It's the culture. And one thing that I sadly hear quite often from women themselves is they say that men have more rights in Islam than women do. I think what some of you guys forget is that in a marriage, yes, men have authority. But I think you're forgetting that with authority comes responsibility. And with responsibility comes the need to fulfill it. If you're not fulfilling your responsibility, you will be asked by Allah why you're not making your ends meet. Okay? So, a lot of women get tripped up. Why can my man do this? Why can he do that? Why can I do this? And then stop worrying. He's going to have to answer to Allah. And if your husband or someone that you're with or whatever is treating you unjustly, and they're taking Islam as an excuse to oppress you with wrong authority, not even a good way, not even a good way, they're not trying to teach you, help you, kind of being abusive, rude, and disrespectful. They're just throwing the hadiths at your face. They don't even care about educating you. Then trust me. While they may have this authority right now in front of you, in this marriage, on this earth, they're going to have to answer to Allah. And there's nothing mean you can do about that. Some of us are so caught up, oh, it's not equal, it's not equal. Allah has given great rights to the woman and great rights to the man. There's things that the others two cannot do, vice versa. And if you have a responsibility, you have an authority on something, it is your job, you do your best in your manner to fulfill it. 
because a lot of us women i hate to say this we're so worried oh my god men can do this men can do that women you're struggling to fulfill your own responsibility that you have on you right now and you want the responsibility of a man vice versa some men say well, i wish i was a girl i could just stay at home you know i can just i would only have to raise the kids oh do you think that's easy you think that's easy because you're struggling to even fulfill this basic responsibility right now you think it's easy that's why I'm saying Allah has made it and according to each rule. He knows what he's decided. It is not mine in your place to make a judgment on that. One other thing that I talked about earlier was, this especially for my young girls, you know, maybe in your teens or maybe in your 20s, you grow up and the only thing you think about is marriage. When I get married, I'll be happy. When I get married, things will be perfect. When I get married, I'm going to go out. When I get married, I'm going to live my best life. If you're not happy the way that you are right now, you're not going to be happy later. And I know that a lot of you guys hear this. You hate to hear it. Look, after the honeymoon phase dies out, there's nothing left. It's just you and your emotions again. And some other person. Now you got to deal with him too. Can't deal with yourself. You're going to deal with him. Too many of us are out here trying to find the perfect guy. You need to be finding yourself, sis. Go ahead and find yourself first. Because you don't even know who you are. You don't even know what you like. You don't even know what you dislike. You don't even know what you want in a man. But you want to get married. You don't even know how you want to raise your kids, but you want to have kids. You got to think about these things. It's easy to say that I want this, I want that. But if you do not know how to take care of it, if you do not know how to handle it, then maybe you are not ready for the responsibility right now. Does that mean that Allah is not going to answer your du'as? No. If you're praying for a good, righteous husband, Allah will bless you with one when the time is right. But me and you can't make the decision when the time is right and get angry and say, Oh, Allah's not answering my du'a as best as I could have been. We can always be getting better. Always. Whether it's in your character, whether it's in your spiritual state, we can always be getting better. So really, working on yourself is a work in progress. And one thing that I want to say for a fact is that one big misconception that everyone holds is I'm working on myself to find a good man. I'm working on myself to find a good woman. No, you're working on yourself for yourself and for God. Because on the day of judgment, that is the things you'll have to answer for. Don't forget your purpose. Your purpose is not here to get married have babies. Your purpose is to worship Allah first and foremost before anything else. That's the number one. And honestly, don't get me wrong, but marriage is sunnah and we all should be doing it. 1000% agree. And I'm not disagreeing against that either. So I'm not sitting here saying, oh, stay single for the rest of your life. That's not what I'm saying. But you need to work on yourself for yourself. Not for a man to come, not for a woman to come. No, just for yourself and for God. And when you truly, I mean 100% make that your goal, your motive, your whatnot on this earth, I promise you Allah won't let you down. Why would Allah let you down? Why wouldn't Allah bless you with someone good then? Why? He's going to make it work for you. And it's so sad because sometimes I get DMs from girls that are very, very young and they're like, oh, I found this person. He's perfect. He's amazing. And they probably are. They probably are. But... I feel like I'm too young to get married. I feel like I don't even like know myself yet. And I'm like, then maybe you got to take a step back and figure out who you are. Because you may find someone that's perfect. And trust me, if someone's perfect for you, they'll wait their time. Allah will bring them back to you. But do you really want to oppress the person you love by not knowing yourself? By not knowing what makes you happy? I know, I know you don't. You don't. No one wants to do that. The question comes down to, you want to do all of this after you get married. You know, you want to find yourself. You want to go out on dates. You want to go eat good food. You want to go travel. What is stopping you from doing all of this now? What is stopping you from getting up, you know, getting some of that clothes on, 
taking a walk outside. Go to the park. Go get your favorite snack. Go get some ice cream. Go do whatever you want. Go on a really nice dinner to someplace. What is stopping you? What is stopping you from finding yourself right now? What is stopping you from wanting to become more religious? People tie all these things to marriage. Oh, I'm going to have someone to do it with. Listen to me. Marriage ain't no perfect game 24-7. I'll be around you. We're going to figure all this out. No, you're going to be alone quite a lot too. You're going to be alone regardless. It's just going to be you and Allah, honestly. In a lot of circumstances in life, in your grave, the way that you live, there's there's a lot of situations where that comes to be the case. So stop depending every single happy moment, happy fun thing on marriage. And it's 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 not fair. It's not fair. Why do you do that to yourself? And it's really sad because I see a lot of girls do this. And if you have the freedom to, you know, go out, drive in your car, go watch the sunrise, get a cup of boba, drink something good, you could do it. You have the freedom. You can do it. But what? They don't want to go. They don't want to go, oh, because I'm going to be lonely. What am I going to do by myself? What are you not going to do? Go look at the sunrise. Go get a good drink. Take some pictures. Have some fun. Listen to the Quran. Do what makes you happy. You do not need to do something with someone all the time. You can leave the house for a few hours. Go do what you want. Go eat what you like. You don't need to constantly do things with people for validation. You know, a lot of people, they're like, oh, after I get married, I want to go out. Like, I'm going to have fun. I want to get this together, drink this together. Okay, let's say you and your husband go out for boba. What's going to happen? You know, drink boba. I'm going to watch the sunrise. Okay, I'm going to go home. Right? You might bond a little bit. But come on, why can't you do that with yourself? Why can't you bond with yourself? Why can't you realize what you want? You need to answer these questions. And a lot of you don't have answers. Which proves to me that evidently you are neglecting your own self. Why are you neglecting yourself for someone to come in the future and come and rescue you and then work on yourself? That's not fair. You need to be in a relationship with yourself first. You need to be dating yourself first. You need to be taking care of yourself first. You need to be rewarding yourself. You need to be taking care of yourself. If you're not going to do it, who's going to do it? And if you think that after I get married, oh, you know, my self-care, everything will be perfect so I'll have someone caring for me. No, no, no. You still need to take care of yourself. You're still going to be accountable of yourself. This life is 100% your responsibility. I hate to say it, it is. This life is 100% your responsibility. And ain't nobody going to come up in here to save you, to rescue you, to help you. No one's going to come. No one's going to come here and rescue you and make you happy. They might bring you a few joys of happiness quite often in the day, yeah. But true content, happiness, your purpose, that will only come when you fulfill your duty, which is worshiping Allah, being a student of knowledge, whatever. That is where that's going to come from. I'm going to share with you guys a story actually right now. And sadly, this is a very common story because I've heard this story quite a few times from a bunch of different girls from around the world. They'll text me. They'll say, oh, he's so kind. He's on his, you know, he's on his religion. He's trying his best. He wants to change. His family's good. You know, he's knowledgeable. He wants to grow. Like, it's just a good, respectful package. You know, you're attracted to him physically, emotionally, mentally. Think he's great. I'm like, shoot, go for it. But before, I always say, praise the Hada. And then tell your tell your parents. Then get, then get it moving. I always, this is the one piece of advice that I give to anyone. Praise the Hada and wait a week. And if you really got it in you and, you know, you got time, praise the Hara and wait a month. Wait a month. I kid you not. Y'all, literally four days ago, I think, I told one of, I told one of these girls, I'm like, hey, praise the Hara. Because she was telling me this guy's amazing. This guy's perfect. I was like, okay, praise the Hara. Let me and you will talk about this. Bro, I'm not even joking to you. I think like two and a half days later, she texts me. She goes, bro. He found someone, he has someone, he's doing this, he's doing that, he betrayed me, this happened, he got a girl, whatever. I'm like, oh, oh, look look how the turntables turn. 
Seriously, look how the tables have turned. Look at the situation. And he came out to be someone completely different. And Allah has showed it to you. Allah has showed it to you. People are only going to show you what they want you to see. Stop confusing Allah's clarity that he's sending upon you as confusion. There is two answers when it comes to marriage. Yes, no. That's it. Yes, no. What we do is we live in the gray area. Someone will say, Oh, not yet. Just not ready yet. Not financially ready yet. I'll think about it later. This will if it crosses my mind again. We'll come back to this, okay? Or some people are like, hey, my family's not on board yet, but I'm going to fix it out. Give me six months. Give me two months. I need to work on myself. Me and you, I promise, we'll make this work again in the future. What does that translate to? No. That means no right now. But forget the right now part. That means no. Now, can that change in the future? Of course, of course it can. And I'm not saying to not allow it. If you see this person's committed, they actually come back, they actually put in their work, of course, you can turn that no to a yes. But right now in this stage, if someone is telling you excuses of, oh, I'm not ready yet, I need time, I need to explore myself. And it's not an excuse, I mean, but you know, this is their circumstance or my family's not okay with me doing this right now. Give me six months, I promise, I promise, I promise, I promise, I'll come back for you, I promise. That means it's a no. So what you're going to do is you're not going to sit here and spend these maybe whether six months, two years, three years, four years. You're not going to sit here counting on the fact that this person will come back. That's not how our qadr works. That's not how things work. If you're sitting here waiting for someone, you are putting yourself in a position to get hurt. And there is no one. Now we can blame for that except you, because you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to sit here and wait for someone to get their act together and then be like, okay, yeah, let's go get married. You don't even, first of all, you don't even know if someone's going to be committed to their word. People are always going to disappoint you on this earth. No one can ever fulfill a complete promise. That's only Allah, right? So you know people, they're going to let you down. And then on top of that, you're waiting for this person. You know, in those three, four years, they'll meet amazing, great men that want to marry them. They're like, oh, you know, no, 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 I'm not ready yet. But deep down, they have someone that they want. Then they find out he gets married, and then they're like, oh my god, how'd this happen? How can you switch up on me? How can you do this to me? Why'd you do this? I thought you promised. And the guy be like, yeah, but I promised you like three years ago. I thought stuff changed. And now you're sitting here like an idiot that waited. I hate to say this. I, I got a, some tough love with y'all. We can't wait for everyone. We can't wait for everyone to get their life together. Referring back to my first point, this life is your responsibility and no one else's. There's only so many excuses we can make for every single circumstance. There's only so many things that we have in our control. So I know you might not want to hear this, but you have to get used to being by yourself and figuring out what you want, who you are, what you like. And even if you may know all those things, and I know that there's a lot of people that know it and they're ready, Allah will bring that person to you when the time is right. There's this beautiful ayah in the Quran in Surah Baqarah, ayah 216, where Allah says, it could be you dislike something when it is good for you, and it could be you like something when it is bad for you. Allah knows while you do not. Simple. Live by that. Simple. You may be ready right now, but it might not be the perfect time. Someone may be good for you this whole time. Someone may be really horrible. Someone, something could be good right now and then bad later. Vice versa. There's a lot of conditions. There's a lot of gray areas. And we don't know about them. And truthfully, it's not our job. The gray areas is for Qadr and Allah. He'll figure it out. He's there to handle it. Our job is to see the signs, see what clarity has brought, and go with it. Make the best decision, pray your istahara, do whatever you can, and ask Allah to guide you.
And one thing that I do want to say is even if you feel like you're 100% ready to dive in and you just cannot find Mr. Compatible, I promise you there's always something you can work on. If you feel like your character is the best, start working spiritually. Seriously. You can start to try to become a Hafiz. Try to, try to memorize the whole Quran. There's so many different, different little, little tasks that you can do that are going to up your level. Not just in this world, but in Jannah. They're going to make you such good people. Strive for what you're alive for. This is what you're alive for. For worship. Strive for it. And for the people that still feel on edge, they feel confused. I highly recommend doing some journal prompts. And I hate to say this because it sounds so cliche. But there are certain questions that I sit there and I'm like, shoot, I don't even know how to answer this. And I'm going to give you examples of some basic questions that you need to ask yourself. You need to think about them. What do you like? What do you dislike? Why don't you respect yourself enough to love yourself? Why do you struggle to love yourself? What about your past has made you how you are today? What do you fear in the future? What are stuff you fear and how can you convert them to good thoughts? Why is it that you're struggling in your relationship with God and seeking stuff outside of it? Are you really content? Are you really happy? Or are you depending on someone to come and rescue you? What are words you need to hear right now? Just a bunch of different questions. Just ask them. Think about them. Sit there. Put your brain to it. You're going to see that a lot of them aren't that easy to answer. They're not. And that's when you're going to realize like, okay, shoot, there's a lot of gray areas. I got to figure this out. And that's the thing about life. These gray areas are never going to just disappear. Our job is to go based off the yes or no, the clarity that Allah has sent. Leave the gray areas to Qadr and Allah, Allah will deal with it. It's not our job. And if you sit there and try to make it your job, you're just going to stress yourself out. You have to respect yourself more. You have to. You have to respect yourself more. You can't do this. What we're doing unintentionally is you're not living. And that's exactly why I named this, why single people don't live. You're not living. You're packing up every single one of your goals, packing up your self-respect, packing up your love, packing up your good thoughts, packing up your respect, your happiness, your self-worth, your dignity, your value. You're packing up your purpose in a box. And you're like, I'll ship this to myself three years from now when I get married. I'll open it up and I'll start I'll start doing this. You're not living. You're not living. You're just here. You're not living your life. Allah has blessed you with so many things. Allah has given you amazing, amazing opportunities to grow. Your situation may be easy. It may be hard things going on. There's no doubt. But Allah has always been there. How can you neglect the relationship that has always been there? And I tell people this example quite often. Let's say you committed a sin with your hands. Did your hands fall off? No. Let's say you talked bad about someone. Did your tongue fall off? Did you, were you able to unspeak again? No. Let's say you looked at some bad things. Did you go blind? No. No matter what sin you committed, Allah didn't take away from you. You repented. He forgave you. We moved on. How can you ignore a relationship? That is this forgiving and understanding for some creation and tie your whole identity to it. You are going to be you with or without someone. So it's better that you stop living in this identity crisis of I'm going to become this in three years. I know I can with the support of someone else. Stop. You can become that now. Nothing is stopping you. Your body wants to be happy. 
You want to be happy. You're stopping yourself. Your brain is stopping yourself. You're sitting there thinking, Shaitan is stopping you. You're sitting there, you're like, oh my God, what am I going to do about this, this gray area? I don't know if the, I'm going to get married. How am I going to get married? I mean, if I'm compatible, stop it. Stop worrying. Stop. We can't do anything to make this person come to our life. Nothing. Allah's going to bring them when the time is ready. And until then, if you've done all that you could, you prayed to Sahara, you did or whatever, let it go. Let it go. That's a gray area. That's for Allah to deal with. See the clarity, move on. Act accordingly. Go out there and do whatever you want, of course, in a halal way that you intended on doing in the future. Go eat. Go to your favorite restaurant. Go to the park. Go do these little things. Your body wants to be happy. Get up. Take a walk. Go to the park. Eat some ice cream. Take a breath of fresh air. Go work out. I guarantee you, you're going to feel better. You want to feel better. But your thoughts are stopping you. And you have control over your thoughts. You. Yes, you do. To an extent, you do. So you know who's stopping yourself from being happy? You. And you should really, honestly, I hate to say this, but you need to start respecting yourself more than to tie your identity to someone. Now, it's okay if you want to get married, you know, you feel content, but you're looking for someone. That's different. And it's okay if you want to get married, you're still working on yourself, but you're looking. That's different. But this is for the people that literally tie their entire lifetime to getting married. Allah comes first. And if you're neglecting Allah, what are you expecting to come out of a relationship? No relationship is going to be good until your relationship with Allah is good. So no matter what your circumstance is, I know things may not be easy. Things may not be a piece of cake. I know that there's a lot of us good people out there that are waiting. Maybe you haven't found your right person yet. Maybe, you know, everyone's telling you you're turning old. You got to hurry up. It's not about our timing. It's not about when we think we're old. It's not about us. It's about when Allah decides. Okay? No matter what your circumstances, know that true real love is kind and it proceeds through anything. And when Allah wills, it will bear through any circumstance. You don't have to worry. But until then, you have yourself. You're searching for this perfect someone. Who's this perfect someone? You're the perfect someone. Be your perfect someone for yourself. Stop searching. Stop searching for the one. You are the one. And when you realize that, everything will change. And you'll attract better people as well. Inshallah, this episode was beneficial to all of you guys. I hope you all have an amazing day. I hope that Allah takes care of you. I hope that you're all well. I hope that you guys will benefit from this um, little self-promo. Please join my girls' Discord. It's literally so fun, mashallah. And if you are in it, I love you guys. Literally, the most beautiful girls, amazing conversations. May Allah keep all of you happy. We're all in there. There's some reverts in there. doesn't matter what level you stand at. doesn't matter how old you are. just got to be a girl. So may Allah keep all of you happy. And no matter what you're going through, remember that Allah knows better than we know. And that should bring you peace. Assalamu alaikum.